I value truth, but I also look at results. The reality is that Trump didn't cleanse the swamp. He filled it, didn't he? You're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your facts. He needs more than his base to win the election. It comes down to getting out the vote. As the U.S. election campaign draws to a close, most of the polls show Joe Biden in front. But the Trump campaign still insists the president can and will win a second term. My guest this week from Austin, Texas, is Mika Mosbacher, a former co-chair of the Republican National Committee and now advisor to the Trump campaign. If it's all going so well, why has Mr. Trump himself started talking about losing. Mika Mosbacher, welcome to Conflict Zone. We've seen a steady stream of re prominent Republicans jumping ship to vote for Joe Biden. And now Donald Trump himself talks publicly about losing. If I lose, he said, I'll have lost to the worst candidate in the history of presidential politics. He's already talked about how tough it's going to be to hold on to the Senate. What hope is there for your campaign if Trump himself is already behaving like a loser? Well, I don't think he is. He's a fighter and he's continuing to fight for the American people. Certainly is outworking and outperforming uh, Biden, for example, with three plus rallies a day, sometimes speaking 80 minutes at a time. In Nebraska, for example, this past week, 25,000 people. He's been in Florida. Thousands of people are turning out to hear uh, the president's messaging. You referred to the uh, Democrats, and sorry, you refer, referred to the Republicans. Um, that have jumped ship. I presume you're talking about the Lincoln Project, for example, which uh, its founder, Rick Wilson, is a moderate and did work for President Bush, as well as the co-founder, John Weaver, who worked for Kasich. Well, the, not just them, not just them. There are plenty of people, and he's been attacked in the last few days of the campaign, hasn't he, by senior members of his party. That just doesn't happen in a united party, does it? And certainly not among the Democrats. So your party's in a mess, isn't it? Well, first of all, so are the Democrats. But secondly, let me answer your question. Um, there are a number of Republicans that are establishment Republicans. And they are not voting their values, for example, because Republican values are smaller government, fewer regulations, pro-life. So in a way, they kind of betrayed the party. Secondly, I was establishment. Um, my husband served as Secretary of Commerce under Bush 41. And I did some soul searching in 2016. And I looked at the field of contenders, including Jeb Bush, and I realized that an establishment candidate could not win in this country. We were looking for a disruptor, a person that would throw a hand grenade into the swamp. And it came down to Senator Ted Cruz, my senator from Texas, as well as, as uh, Donald yeah, but Trump. I, underst I understand that. But he's even having Republican senators turning on him in the last few days of the campaign. Harshest criticism came from Republican Senator Ben Sasser. He told constituents Trump mistreats women, flirts with white supremacy, and secretly mocks evangelicals. Again, a pretty damning indictment from your party just before the election, isn't it? That's just one senator. 
most of the Republicans. What about John Cornyn, your own senator, one of your own senators in Texas? He said Trump let his guard down and got out over his skis, as he put it, by playing down the threat from the virus. And he added, I think the biggest mistake people make in public life is not telling the truth. And with that, he put his finger on one of the key failings of Donald Trump, didn't he? The truth deficit. Now, in the past, you've tried to finesse Trump's lies by calling them truthful hyperbole. Why don't you call out lies when you hear them? No principles, no red lines for you? There are two warring ideologies in this country. Uh, one is the country under our traditional GOP values of capitalism, as well as, as I said before, energy independence, smaller. I'm talking about truth, Mika Mosbacher. I'm talking about truth. Don't you value truth anymore? I value truth, but I also look at results. And Trump has a tremendous record and resume to run on. And this well, I'll come on to his record. I'll come on to his record. But by defending his constant distortions, you become part of the lying machine yourself, don't you? You do as much damage as Trump because you try to pretend that truth in politics doesn't matter. Is that how you want to be remembered? That is all hat and no cattle sort of argument. Every single politician flip flops. So if you want to talk about an individual who's lying, look at the cover ups this week in terms of Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, and, and his overseas business dealings, for example. Well, we don't know anything about his overseas business dealings, and, and nor do you, and nor do you. So this is just a smear, isn't it? He's Nothing has not been proven one way or the it other. Proven. It hasn't been answered, but there is a laptop and there are emails. And these questions will not be resolved prior to the election. That's absolutely true. But what you're talking about are flip-flops. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about false and misleading statements, 20,000 of which President Trump has made since he took office, according to the Washington Post. The trouble is, Mika Mosbacher, that Trump's lies have victims, especially during this pandemic, don't they? He's constantly played it down and assured Americans the virus was under control when he knew it wasn't. He did this again two days ago when he said, we're rounding the corner beautifully simply not true, is it? Complete nonsense. Can you First go along all, with this? Post, like so many of the mainstream uh, news organizations, is, is a propagandist machine for the uh, Democratic Party. One. Two, we are hopeful in this country because of Operation Warp Speed, uh, a program that is developing therapeutics like remdesivir and, and in addition to uh, accelerating vaccine production in this country. Trump is... Remdesivir has been, has been labeled by the World Health Organization as having no effect on, on the pandemic. No effect, Remdesivir. The World Health Organization was less than transparent, as was China. I have to say that no one in the Democratic Party, in my opinion, would have had a better response to this virus than... Uh, Donald Trump. First of all, well, I don't know how you can say that because, you know, you have a record 500,000 new cases 
of COVID in the past week, 39% increase in the last 14 days, infections and hospitalizations surging nationwide. And the largest increase is in hospital admissions in your state, Texas, which reported almost 1,000 new cases on Tuesday, up 20% from a week ago. And Trump tells the nation we're rounding the corner beautifully. And that is nonsense, isn't it? It's not a flip-flop, no. it's just nonsense. No, it's not. First of all, there is a spike. Absolutely. But I just heard on CNN today that the hospitalizations are declining. Secondly, mortality rate has declined 80%. So we certainly are beginning to round the corner in the sense that we understand this virus much more than we did before. We understand how to mitigate it. We can target uh, certain areas such as El Paso, as you referred to, that are uh, going to shut down temporarily for two weeks, but we're not going to lock down our country such as Germany and France are doing. That kills the economy. And there's also collateral damage when you begin to uh, ignore the fact that individuals need to go to work, pay their mortgage, pay their rent, feed their families. Uh, there's uh, an issue here that people need that optimism to get back to work. And Trump built a robust economy before he will build it again. This people need the truth, Mika Mosbacher, especially at a time of, of a national health emergency, international health emergency. And anyway, his precious stock market doesn't believe him either, does he? The Dow Jones index lost 1,800 points in three days. He always prides himself on the strength of the stock market. And he always says he's done a great job, but Americans don't agree, do they? He's done a great job. We just got fantastic news that we have 33% record growth in this country. We haven't seen that kind of figure since 1947. Markets don't like uncertainty, and there is uncertainty as we're going into this election. The margins are razor thin. So obviously the market is going to respond to that uncertainty to a degree it did in 2016. But again, Americans are looking for hope and they are, and in contrast, the Democrats who are running on the COVID virus because they don't have any other achievements to uh, highlight at this point. You and say they're looking, you say Americans, you say Americans are looking for hope. On the October the 8th, the Reuters Ipsos poll said 59% disapproved of Trump's handling of the virus, only 37% approved. An overwhelming plurality of Americans do not believe him and do not think he's handling it correctly. And you've got more than 227,000 Americans dead. You have 4% of the world's population and more than 20% of the global death toll. If that's a great job, I'd, wonder, I'd really wonder what you think would be a bad job. First of all, I don't look at polls. Polls were wrong in 2016. They predicted that Hillary Clinton would win. So I, I don't pay attention to polls. Secondly, I'm not going to minimize the number of individuals who've lost their lives to this virus in this country. However, as I said, it would be nice if someone in your party mentioned that, wouldn't it? We have an 80% decline in mortality rates in this country. And that does represent hope. We Americans need to get back to work. Uh, mothers need their children in school. The Democrats, if they had their way, would push another lockdown in this country. I think that individuals are behaving responsibly. They're listening to the CDC guidelines. They're wearing masks. 
the administration left that up to individual states and individual governors and individual mayors. I live in Texas. We have a mask mandate and individuals wear masks anytime they enter a business or a restaurant. So the vice president all, has not been following CDC guidelines. He shouldn't have been having been exposed to someone who had the virus or uh, let's say what five people in his group who've now contracted the virus. He's still going around. He doesn't always wear a mask, does he? Well, first of all, he's not like a regular average citizen. He's COVID tested every single day. Individuals who are meeting with him, for example, the Oval Office were COVID tested. Individuals around him were wearing masks. So, so he's, he's not your well, average citizen. exploded he in COVID cases. He has worn masks in situations where it was appropriate or required, such as touring a plant, General Motors plant in Michigan, for example. Um, the White House, since they have had this outbreak with this virus, has certainly uh, in, uh, has even more stringent uh, requirements now. More and more individuals are wearing masks in meetings. Uh, Vice President Pence wears a mask, uh, socially distancing, uh, takes it off only when he's speaking. The president, when he's speaking to rallies, is a football field away practically from his supporters. So I think that they are behaving very responsibly. Masks in this country become almost political. At times, I feel that Biden is wearing a mask just as a prop. Uh, he's on stage 10 feet away from uh, an individual, and, he, and he's now got double mask on. So I, I, I don't right. think- so, so, so mock him for wearing a mask now. I want to, I want to get on to, to Trump's record, because one of his most frequent promises has been to cleanse the swamp in Washington. The reality is that Trump didn't cleanse the swamp. He filled it, didn't he? If you look at his former close associates and appointees who face criminal indictments, many for doing what their boss does every day, which is distorting. Roger Stone, guilty of lying to Congress. Michael Cohen, former personal lawyer, guilty on eight criminal counts. George Papadopoulos, former foreign policy advisor, guilty to lying about contacts with Russians. Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn. So no, he wasn't cleansing the swamp. Trump has refilled it with sleaze and criminals, hasn't he? No, absolutely not. I mean, and each individual, uh, for example, Flynn, uh, that is not all said and done. That's still an ongoing case. So uh, we can't, um, and charge him as guilty until that's been resolved. Paul Manafort was hired for one purpose only. He was hired to help with the delegates in uh, 2016 in, in Cleveland. He was hired because of his record. He wasn't there that long. He was in and out. Michael Trump Cohen, says he's been so unfairly treated. You know, the irony is this is a man who kept calling for Hillary Clinton to be locked up, but it's his own people who've been locked up and his own people who've left under an ethical cloud in the, from the White House. Well, Paul Manafort wasn't in the administration. Michael Cohen wasn't in the administration. Okay, well look at former Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta, resigned after reports he was involved in a plea deal for Jeffrey Epstein. Ryan Zinker, multiple ethics investigations. He was former Secretary of the Interior. David Shulkin, former Veterans Secretary, caught sightseeing on government business. Tom Price, Health and Human Services resigned after a scandal over his use of private planes. What a collection in your swamp. What a collection in the swamp that Trump created, isn't it? Well, I look at I the think list. The facts speak for themselves, Mika Mosbaka. 
yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your facts because <clears throat> there are a number of individuals that are highly ethical uh, that are in this administration that are doing a great job and that are above reproach, be it our U.S. Secretary of Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, be it our Commerce Secretary, be it other individuals like Betsy DeVos that are in the cabinet that, that are, are upstanding people. Every single administration has had some share of scandals. This is a and lot. So this is a lot. And particularly scandal, scandal surrounding the president. You have a president who even misused the finances of his own foundation, used it as a personal checkbook. Last year, he was ordered to pay $2 million in damages to charity for misuse of his foundation's money. Pretty sleazy behavior for the president of the United States, isn't it? Tim, his base is sticking with him. And we're in the middle. We are a few days you away from- You don't comment on this. You don't, do, do you not be believe this is pretty sleazy behavior? To no, misuse I the funds it. of your own foundation? No? You I'm just brush over it as if it's nothing. I'm not getting into the weeds <clears throat> with that. The people are going to- I know it's not something you want to talk about, but it's a fact. He had to pay $2 million in damages. He called it a hoax, but his lawyers had to admit that he had misused his funds in court. The people are going to decide this election. And we have equal scandals on the side of Biden, some cover-ups, also things that have not also come totally out in terms of his son's business dealings overseas. So first of all, I'm throwing that out. I'm focused on this election and who I feel can win. And I believe that President Trump's face is sticking with him. I know that it comes down to getting out the vote, which is why he's barnstorming at these rallies this week. He is, we have uh, momentum and enthusiasm on our side. We have the largest ground game in the history of the Republican National Committee, and I've been involved with them for years. We have 2.5 million volunteers. We made 150 million voter contacts. I know, he needs more than his base, though, doesn't he? He needs more than his base to win the and, election. And he's reached and out you don't, this week. And you don't win it by setting an example of ripping off your own foundation, do you? Americans who are voting for Trump could care less. Okay. They couldn't care less about laws or rules? Is that what you're telling me? You represent the lawless in America. Is this what you're telling me? I represent a president that the people elected fair and square, who I believe will serve a, a second term in this country, who represent policies that are my values, platform of smaller government, energy independence, um, uh, the fact that we don't have to rely overseas, the fact that he slapped China with tariffs, the fact that he is able to have this incredible Middle East uh, uh, agreement between Israel and the uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, which is something that has been completely glossed over by the media. He has done so many things in terms of building the economy, record unemployment for Latinos, for blacks and women. He's done more for blacks. Speaking of independence, he's done more for blacks. There are many walking away from the uh, Democratic Party because 
They feel that with his criminal justice reform, first step program, and also the fact that he has created economic opportunity zones for individuals to have capital for small businesses. That means something to the black population. It means something to Latinos. There's 31 million Latinos um, who, who vote, who are eligible to vote. And with Trump's plan of reaching out to, to Latinos in uh, Texas, for example, in Arizona, which is a very important state, in Florida, uh, I feel that those individuals will come over to Trump's side because at the end of the day, people care about kitchen table issues. They do not care about Michael Cohen, who is not in the administration, Paul Manafort, who's not in the administration. They care about results and they care about their personal security and how that's going to affect them. Mika Mosmeyer, let's talk about Women for Trump, your, your group that you're associated with. After all the ways in which Trump has publicly insulted and demeaned women for so many years. Why, why should any woman lift a finger for him? Look at the insults. Rosie, look, look at the insults that he's, he's leveled against them. Rosie O'Donnell, she's a slob. How does she even get on television? If I were running her program, I'd fire Rosie. I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers and say, Rosie, you're fired. If he referred to you as a fat, ugly slob, would you work for him? I've known him for years and I do work for him. To the women that I know, he's been highly respectful of. And he was highly respectful of women in the Trump organization in terms of also giving them opportunities that they wouldn't have elsewhere. I will say this, that some women don't like his tweets, some women don't like his tone and their communication style. But at the end of the day, they are more interested in voting their values, voting for the platform rather than voting for a socialist candidate. One day, I don't know who Biden is. He's a moderate one day. He's a Trojan horse for the progressive side of his party the next day. He's a Bernie Sanders in sheep clothing. So, well, uh, so I, you say, but across nearly every group of women voters, Biden holds a significant polling advantage. Women voters favor Biden by 11 points. Suburban women are endorsing Biden by a 14% majority, 14% um, margin. Which means, of course, that when Trump goes to one of these rallies and sees women there, he's left with, please like me, please like me a request. That's a little bit pathetic, isn't it, from a president? Please like me. I've done so much for you. Really? They don't think so. I, I disagree. One of the lowest figures of unemployment pre-pandemic was within women. Women care about border security. They don't want drugs coming across the border, for example. They're they don't like children being separated from their relatives, and nor do you, do you? You didn't like that policy either. Some of those policies were very heartbreaking, but you've got to also realize that many of the children that came across the border came across with coyotes, which are independent smugglers, and it was very difficult to reunite them with the parents. The so-called cages were the, where the children were kept to keep them safe were built under Obama. That's neither uh, here nor there. They weren't peopled with, with all the children that have been separated by your administration, were they? That was a heartbreaking situation that I didn't necessarily agree with as a mother. However, what I do agree with is the fact that we've already managed to build 374 miles of wall. I live in Texas. I want my border safe. I don't want the majority of drugs coming in across my border uh, and, and into, into the streets where they're selling drugs and there is crime and violence. I also care about 
uh, police. And President Trump is a law and order president. He's got the men and women in blue. He's got their back. And that's important to me. That's important to women and to families. I don't want to call 911, which is the United States emergency number, and get a recording because the police have been defunded. And they've been defunded $150 million, for example, here in Austin, Texas, where I live. So police unions, for example, are now supporting Trump not Biden, and normally many break for a Democratic candidate. So President Trump must be doing something right. Let, me, let, me, just, let me just go back to the large numbers of people who used to stand for Republican voters, used to stand for Republican values, the people we've seen, former national security personnel who now vote for Biden and have decided to leave the Trump campaign behind. How can your party afford to lose people of honor, people who have given a lifetime of honorable service to the government? Do you really want to lose that, those people the way you have? We haven't lost them. We've lost establishment Republican so-called rhinos um, who don't vote their values. We haven't lost those individuals. They think in you've trashed. Party. They think pr Trump has trashed the values of the Republican Party. Trashed he has them. his results. His results have been staggering. He's done more in 47 months than Biden's done in 47 years. Again, foreign policies, uh, less dependency on China, holding China accountable for intellectual property theft, for example. Um, flattening and, and telling Xi Jinping it's okay to lock up a million Uyghurs. He said that wasn't a bad thing to do. That's great. He's also held our allies in NATO accountable so that no longer is America the world's piggy bank. 23 out of 28 of our allies were not paying their fair share of the 2% standard. So he's held them accountable. Again, these policy decisions are what make our party strong. Okay. And at the end of the day, individuals are going to vote for policy and platform and Republican values. Mika Mosbacher, we're running out of time. We have to leave it there. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you.